0: What I'm sharing with you on Wednesday nights is to encourage you in your identities. I didn't know this was going to be a series, but we started off with Jacob, and we looked at his identity and recognized that we were all Jacobs, weren't we? Wrestling with our flesh till we came into an identity of wrestling with God till he called us out to be who we were. Last week, we looked at his son Joseph, didn't we? And in Joseph, we began to recognize that we're called to be rulers. Everyone in this room one day is going to rule, is going to rule with Jesus Christ. God is making us leaders, every one of us. And tonight, I want to look at our Abraham identity. Each of these men, when you consider this, of whom God has called out through the Old Testament, leaders, leaders rulers they're all foreshadows of what christ ultimately was going to do but also what he's called us to become these are stories of average and normal people that god has just infiltrated their lives with the power of his holy spirit and that's what he's doing with us and it may not seem that way i mean here we are in roseville right i mean how glamorous is that on the on the corner of church and uh, Kelly on the east side of Detroit. I mean, you know, the real, this isn't the mover and shaker place, but in the realm of the Holy Spirit, uh, anywhere God's people is, there is the ruling of the kingdom. So tonight I want to look at Abraham identity. That's what we have too. You're called to be a Joseph, a ruler. You're called to be a Jacob, a wrestler, and one who uh, carries on the uh, kingdom of God and the covenant of God and tonight it all starts with Abraham and we have an Abraham identity I want you to look and I've given you an outline of scriptures and we're just going to walk through them to understand the calling of Abraham Abraham was in the Ur of Chaldees now the Ur of Chaldees at that time was a moving and shaking place it was probably one of the largest civilizations uh, in that region and in that time period but God had called Abram out to leave his father's house and to follow him and we know that as soon as God called Abraham and Abraham believed and took a step of obedience anytime there's an act of faith there must be an action of obedience all right so when God calls for a faith that faith should lead to an action of obedience faith is not just some mental cognition Mental recognition of something. It's not just uh, what we consider. It is something that we put into work, right? Faith without a work is what? Dead. All right, so Abraham left his father's home believing that this God had called him out. Well, before Moses and any other time, God had called him forth. And God blessed him and said this in Genesis 12. Verse 3, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I shall bless you and make you a blessing. Those who curse you will be cursed. Those who bless you will be blessed. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed by you. And he goes on in chapter 17 verse 4 and he says, behold my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. So God called Abram out of a polytheistic culture where people worship many gods and said, I am the only God and you will worship me and I am going to enter into covenant with you. So no matter what I do, I will speak to you about it and you and I will walk in covenant in the earth. Wherever you walk, I will give you that land and I will establish it and I'm going to make you a blessing. And one day, you're going to have a seed and that seed, your seed, will bless all the nations. These are the promises to Abraham. Remember, this is the promise. And he says this in chapter 17, verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed. After you, throughout their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to your seed after you. Now some put, uh, uh, for the word seed, they put... um, your offspring, your children, and so forth. But God is speaking specifically, as we'll see in a few minutes, of a seed, Abraham's seed. There's something that's coming. How many of you remember in Genesis, God promised to Eve the seed of the woman, right, would crush the head of the serpent. There's something about the seed. There is a seed that's coming. Noah, in his time, all of the people had become corrupt God had to, ch- had to save the seed of man so that it didn't get corrupted and put him in an ark and destroyed all the rest of mankind that was corrupt so he could save the seed of Noah because there was a seed coming that was going to be a blessing to all mankind. And that's when he called out Abraham and said, I'm choosing you. Now why did God particularly wait till Abraham was 90 years old to say, you're going to have a kid? Some of you are wondering, I'm 30, I'm 40. Why is God waiting so long to do something with me? But all along the way, God's doing something with us. And so God called him out and he made a covenant with him and he said his seed was going to bless all the nations. So what brought Abram into a right relationship with God? Faith, Romans 4.21. Being fully persuaded that God had power, to do what he promised. God has power to do what he promised. But I love the first part of this verse. Abraham was fully, what? Persuaded. Who persuaded him? The preacher? He used to go to church every Sunday and listen to the preacher and he finally got persuaded? There were no preachers. The the congregation, he got together with other believers? There were no other believers. It's just him. So who's going to persuade him? It was God. Now I love that God condescends and patiently waits and does what we need to persuade us. Huh? How many many of you remember Gideon? Lord, if it's really you... I'm going to put this fleece out. I'm going to take this lamb skin. I'm going to put it on the grass. And if you really want to do this, that's where we got the word fleece. Put a fleece out for God. Gideon started this whole thing. Took a sheep, killed it, took its, uh, took its fur, whatever, you, wool, uh, uh, fleece, skin, and put it on the ground and said, if you want me to do this, make the wool wet and the grass dry tomorrow morning. did. Came out, and goes, "Oh, Now, if it's really you, make the grass wet and the wool dry. I mean, you can go on and on and on, right? We do, we all do this. Put a fleece. But what happens here in the book of Romans, it says that Abraham was fully persuaded. Was he fully persuaded God could do what he did? Now he left his family, didn't he? He left the Earth of Chaldees. He went out into the desert pitched a tent wherever he went and roamed all throughout what we know the promised land to be. But he did falter a little bit, didn't he? God said, you're going to have a child, you and Sarah, right? And then they come, came up with a, a way that could happen. And as Paul says in the book of Galatians, that's not an act of faith, that was an act of the flesh. By an act of the flesh, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap of the flesh and you'll get an Ishmael. But he finally was persuaded. And being fully persuaded, he believed. And that was counted unto him as rightness or right relationship. His faith, he had to trust God, and that's what built righteousness or relationship between them. But the words it was counted or imputed to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It would be counted to us who believe in, In Him who raised from the dead Jesus Christ our Lord and delivered up for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. So when Abraham, you got to get this, when Abraham believed in Yahweh and said, yes, I trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, he set in the spirit realm an example and a rightness by which salvation was procured. That whoever would have faith would be saved. And that's the entire Old Testament. You think the Old Testament is the law and keeping the law. The law was added to the promise. It didn't take away the promise, Paul tells us. But the law was added to the promise so that we would have faith in God because the law pointed out our sin. How could a holy God dwell with us? But by faith, if we would trust our sins were transferred to the animal, God would atone for us. It was all by faith. Paul says, from beginning, from first to last, it's always been by faith. Salvation's always been by faith. A right relationship with God has always been by trusting Him. Not by your doing, but by, His, but by trusting Him, therefore doing. Does that make sense to you? We do, we act on faith because we first trust in Him and Abraham set that mark. Abraham had that imputed or righteousness and credited to him. And so Paul says that's the way it is from the beginning of time till now. So Abraham was the father of this faith. This faith that trusts God. You have Abraham's faith. You have a faith. Jesus said, give me a mustard seed. All I need is a mustard seed and I'll work it in you. Mustard seeds grow to be great, huge plants. And you had enough mustard seed to say, I think Jesus died for me. I'm trusting in that. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to commit my life to this faith, to this belief. You're going to see it in me. See, there's no secret Christians. It's got to be evident. It's got to be showing up. Faith has to show up or there's no faith here, right? It's the substance of... Faith is the substance of what you're hoping for in Christ, the evidence of what is not seen. Nobody sees Jesus, but they see Jesus' followers everywhere. That's faith. That's what Abraham did. He left his house. He went and wandered because he trusted. He he went into his wife for 10 years to have a baby. They finally had a baby. That's faith. That's trusting. They trusted. I don't know what you've been waiting for. I don't know what you're putting faith towards, I don't know what you're walking to, to believe for, but keep keeping on, keep the faith, keep walking. You're not perfected yet, so keep walking out that faith. He says it was credited, imputed, it was put into your account, righteousness has been given unto you. He who knew no sin became sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God. So that's what Abraham did. That's our identity. Our identity is faith people. You're faith people. You have a right relationship with God because of faith. And that's what we have. Now let's see what that means. Galatians 3.16 The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Didn't we start off with that in Genesis? He said, I'm going to bless you. And all the nations of this world will be blessed through you. So that's the promise The promises were spoken to Abraham. And it was credited to him that God would be in relationship with him because Abraham believed him by faith. So the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, plural, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person, who is Jesus Christ. You see what Paul's saying? There was a mystery there, there was something unique. That when God was speaking to Abraham, He was saying, I'm going to bless you and your seed. He was speaking into the identity of Abraham and into his being. That out of Abraham would come a promised child of faith. Not an Ishmael, but a promise of faith. You have the identity of Abraham to birth something out of faith. What are you birthing out of faith? What are you hoping for that will become a substance? And man, we've got to get beyond believing for a Cadillac or believing for a bigger home. Can we? Can we believe for souls being saved? Can we believe for people getting healed and delivered? Can we believe for this city to be changed dramatically? We've got to put some faith in that. Can we get beyond ourselves and what we need and begin to birth Things that God has called us to birth. Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you through your seed. It never would have happened if he didn't have enough faith for the first seed, which was Isaac, the child of promise. He believed and knew so much that that was the child of promise by which all the promises of God would hinge on to change and bless all the nations of the world. This is a huge dream, right? gave to Abraham a huge thing that out of your seed you're going to bless all the nations. He didn't know how many nations there were going to be. But he knew that God gave him that promise. He believed. He had the child. And then God said, take that child and kill it. Now here's the faith of Abraham. Here's the faith of Abraham. The book of Hebrews says this, that Abraham, look at do the math. Sometimes you have to do the math with God. Sometimes you've got to be like Jacob and wrestle through this thing. Abraham had to figure, you made a promise to me that my seed was going to bless the nations. And then you gave me the seed. Wow. All right, so I got the seed. Now the next thing is he's going to bless the nations, but now you're telling me to kill him. How's he going to bless the nations if he's dead? The book of Hebrews says he believed that God would raise him. He had to figure in his mind, he had to go outside the box. He had to go outside the realm of human understanding. And he had to say, I have to be obedient to my God by faith. And he's going to do something after I kill this child. This doesn't make any sense to me at all. But I've got to go beyond my senses because I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. And so he tells his servants, he gets up early in the morning, it says, I think that's key to the passage. He didn't delay, right? You've got to go do something, we delay. We, we put it off. We put it off. Not Abraham. He got up first thing in the morning, three-day journey takes his son, he tells his servants, you stay here, Isaac and I are going to worship the Lord. The first reference to the word worship in the Bible is at the sacrifice of what was most dear to him. That's worship. The sacrifice of everything that is dear to you for the sake of glorifying God. I don't know if you've entered into that kind of worship, but that's where worship begins. And he takes his child. He's ready to do what he must do, believing by faith that God's going to do something beyond comprehension. And an angel stays his hand. God doesn't want human sacrifice from him. God said, I'm going to provide myself a lamb. But there it is, right there. And Jesus said, Abraham looked to see my day and he saw it. He saw it right then and there. When he went to sacrifice his son and he saw a ram- Caught in the thicket in a crown of thorns. He saw down the corridor of time. He began to see the seed. He began to configure and figure the revelation of what God was going to do to bless the nations for mankind. And God was going to provide the sacrifice. I'm sure he didn't figure it all out. But Jesus said, he saw my day and rejoiced. See, he saw something supernatural in the realm of time. And so, Abraham, the seed of Abraham that God had promised was Jesus. Jesus is the ram in the thicket. Jesus is Isaac on the altar. Jesus is the seed promised to Abraham. Jesus is that seed that is the life of eternal love. That seed, that seed's the promise, the fulfillment. That's how it's going to bless the nations. There's the plan unfolding. We have the privilege of sitting on this side of history and this side of the cross. We get to see how it all worked out and how it all figured out. Now we get to take that and declare it to the world. We've got to get excited. We get to see the the whole thing. We got to see the whole show. Now we get to fill out what they were looking forward to. We saw it all goes on and he says this, Romans 4.16, That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So now Abraham, and Paul goes into a long discourse in Romans 4, telling us that Abraham is the father of faith. He's not only the father of the Jews, He is the father of all who put faith in the Word of God. The act of God at the cross through Jesus. So now Abraham becomes whose father? Our father. We're now born of Abraham. You have an Abraham identity. Why? Because Abraham's seed, which Scripture just said is Jesus, is the Jesus that caused you to be born again. And now that seed of Jesus is in you. You became the seed of Christ Jesus who is ultimately, look at the genealogy of Luke, is all the way back to Abraham. Abraham's our father. So if Abraham's my father, whose DNA do I have? Abraham. It's a faith DNA. So every promise that was given to Abraham belongs to whom? Us. We inherit every promise. So, did Isaac wonder if he still had the promise of God? He got the covenant. He was Abraham's son. He automatically had covenant with father because Abraham was his father. Now God is his God. Jacob got the birthright. And he got all the promises that were given to Abraham are now his. Right? Jacob, named Israel, had 12 children. And to those 12, the promise and the covenant of God was with them. And now it went all the way to Jesus, and Jesus fulfilled every promise given to Abraham. He's the seed that they've all been waiting for, and now He called you, and He birthed in you by His Spirit the identity of being His Son, and now you have all the promises of Abraham. They're all yours. They're all mine. It's fulfilled. Now, that seed is put in us. We've now been adopted. The blessing of the seed. Galatians 3.14 So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the nations. That's another word for Gentiles. Whenever you see Gentiles in Scripture, actually Gentiles is not a, a Hebrew word or a Greek word. It doesn't exist, actually. The better reference is nations. All right? Goyim. blessing. So that in Christ, the blessing of Abraham might come to whom? The nations. Wasn't that the promise? And he says, the blessing has come to us, Gentiles, so that we might receive what? The promised spirit through faith. Ephesians 1.13, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel, the good news of your salvation, and believed, there's the faith of Abraham, you were sealed with what? The promise of the Holy Spirit. That's what this was all about. The promise to Abraham was that his seed, Jesus, would bless the nations. How was Jesus going to bless the nations? He died for the sins of mankind so that it's not over at the cross. It's not just the cross. You've got to understand this. Jesus died for us unto something else. He died for us so that our sins would be forgiven so that God's Spirit could dwell in us. That's the promise given to Abraham. God would live in us, His people. Now we got to start acting like God's living in us. We have got to start believing that God is in us. We can look down the corridor of time, we can look at Davids and Daniels and Isaiahs and Jeremiah's and Ezekiels and warriors like Gideon and and, uh, uh, different soldiers of the Old Testament that did great feats, Samson and all these great men who were anointed by the Holy Spirit, and none of them can hold a candle to you. None of them had the indwelling Holy Spirit. But something's not, something's not working. You know? I don't know if you feel it, but I ain't seeing it. And, and so, something's got to become unleashed in us. And I'll tell you what it is. It's faith. It's your inheritance. It's your identity in Abraham. We doubt, we're tossed to and fro so constantly, so regularly, that what is already put in us, we don't trust. We're not persuaded anymore. Come on, you're not persuaded that God can do what He says He can do. We'd be doing a whole lot more if if that were the case. There'd be more taking place. And I I I can't stand here and say, I'm doing it and you're not. I can't say that. But we've got to, as a people, we've got to cry out. I know what I'm reading here. I understand it. I see what it says. But there's got to be a reality coming into this place. We've got we've to cry out, God, do this thing. Persuade us. Convince us. I believe it can heal. I believe it can dele- deliver. I've seen it. But I want to see it in a greater manifestation. How about you? Somebody. My identity in Abraham is that I have to be fully persuaded and believe that the promise has come. Jesus was the seed and seeds do what? They plant themselves to bring life. Jesus is the seed that was put in you. The promise put in you so that you would become the blessing to nations by the promise of God living in us. The Spirit of holiness dwelling in us. Now let me show you what that means so that you can grab hold of this identity in Abraham. Romans 8, 16 and 17. The Spirit Himself, let me put it to you this way, God Himself bears witness. Who's going to persuade you? You see what this is saying? Abraham was what? Fully persuaded. How much persuaded? Fully persuaded god would do what he said he did now the spirit himself bears witness do you know what that means persuades us he's persuading us the spirit is in us persuading with our spirit that we are the children of god now catch this because i I, I don't first of all we got to figure out we're children of god do you believe you're a child of god You've got to be secure in this. Well, you just don't know till you die, and you just hope so. You know what? You're not going to function as a child of God if you, if you don't know who your daddy is. You've got to know who father is. Right? We've got to be fully persuaded, first of all. Now, how many of you are fully persuaded that you are a child of God? All right. He goes on and he says, And if you're a child, then you are a what? An heir heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ Jesus do you know what an heir is it has rights the heir is the one who inherits I have rights by my father to inherit whatever is his is now mine that's bold that's crazy bold but that's the relationship Abraham had with the father How many of you remember that when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, He first went to talk to Abraham about doing it? Why? What does He have to talk to Abraham about? Because God was in covenant with Abraham. Whatever God did, He told Abraham He was going to do. They were in covenant. Do you understand what a covenant is? Let me put it to you this way. It's marriage. God was married to Abraham. And that faith created the seed that was coming. That's covenant. So God says, you're now in covenant with me. I put my seed in you so that you are now my child, and we are in covenant which makes you an heir, which gives you the rights to demand what is yours, what is mine. It's not being a spoiled child. Give me this, give me that. It's saying, what is ours? He's saying, call it out and operate it. Right? Right? If your dad's a plumber and you need plumbing supplies, guess where you can get it? Your dad. Son, all that's mine is yours. Whatever you need, you come and get it. Right? And so you send an email, dear dad, could I have a faucet? I told you, son, anything that's mine is yours. Come get the faucet. Right? Right? Now let's go on, Hebrews 11, 9 and 10. By faith he, Abraham, went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. He gave up everything he had. Heirs with him of the same promise. That's you. You have the same promise. Now go live in a tent. All right. For he was looking forward to what? The city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is whom? God. God. There's a city out there. He was a sojourner. He was a stranger. He was an alien. He was a pilgrim in this world, passing through. But he was looking for a city, the city of God. Looking for what we understand now is the kingdom. Looking for the kingdom of God. Well, we don't have to look any further. We know where the kingdom of God is. God brought it and put it in us. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. Now, we have to live as if we live in the dominion of the king. The king's dominion. We found the city. Now, ultimately, you and I have entrance to that city. That city's coming on down to earth. We're going to live in it. We're going to have it. So that's secured now, folks. That's good. So what are we spending all our time on our little houses and little kingdoms? We already got the secure entrance of that kingdom, man. This is good. So go Go for it all. Go for the gusto. Give everything you have. Fight the fight of faith. So Abraham is a a man who's looking for the kingdom, for the city of God to be manifest. Now, the city is the the dwelling of God. God said, I'm going to dwell in you. My Father and I shall dwell in you, Jesus said. We're the habitation of God. We are the temple. We're the city of God right here. Here's the habitation. We've got to bring this habitation out into this present world. and We have to do it by faith. We'll go on. Revelation 21. The one who is victorious will inherit what? And I will be his God and he will be my son. Hebrews 4.13. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world. It did not come through the law, but through the righteousness by faith. This is beyond our grasp. Last week we looked at Joseph and realized that we're all going to be rulers. We're going to judge the angels. We're going to judge the nations. This week we're looking at Abraham and we're going to realize that the world is going to belong to us. We're going to be world rulers. Are you walking like a world ruler? Oh, Pastor, you're just taking that out of context. That's ridiculous. I'm taking it extremely literal and not out of context it says the meek shall inherit what? The earth. Literally, Jesus purchased the earth by His blood. And he, if, if we are in Him and we are joint heirs with Him, whatever is given to Christ, He says, you're going to rule with me. That's His words, not mine. So we are called to be world rulers. Kingdom, people looking for the city of God. Bringing it to manifest by our faith because we got the seed that was promised and we've now got the promise in us and it's here people of abraham that's our identity we've got to begin living up to this identity we've got to begin we've got to begin releasing authority and power look at when when lot was overrun by five kings five cities they took him and took him away what did Abraham do he got an army together why because he walks with God think I'm afraid of five kings give me 20 I just had lunch with two angels and Jesus right they went on to destroy a city I'm not afraid of nothing what are we but we are we're all afraid of something why we've got to move into our identity of Abraham Abraham identity We've got to start pulling things down. Now look, at I don't know how to get from here to there, but the, the bridge is faith. That's all I know. My identity in Abraham says, I've got to be fully persuaded. He'll do what he says he's going to do. What I don't understand, I'm just going to put faith in him. Because that's where faith begins, what you don't understand. Faith starts where your mind says, Duh. I don't know. That's when faith starts. And I'll tell you why we don't have enough faith. We're doing so much on our own. What the church has done so far, what we've done so far, if I may be critical of what we're doing, we do what we do well because we do it well. And we stop there. We need to move into the realm where we could lose everything. Where we could do it wrong. Where we could fail miserably. But we're going to trust God to get us through. We're all so careful about everything we do. God help us, right? We've got to learn to develop this. Now I'm not, being, now I'm not saying be slipshod. I'm not saying shoot from the hip and don't plan this and that. God gives us wisdom. God gives us a revelation to move and to act. Words of knowledge to take every step. But what I'm saying is let's become fearless. Let's go looking for a city. Come on. Let's go looking for the city of God that's out there. Let's go look for the lost. Let's go look for the citizens that belong to this city that haven't been found yet. Let's begin to call into the heavenlies and bring them out. Our identity is in Abraham. My identity is a Joseph leader. I'm a world leader. I'm going to inherit the world through Abraham. Come on. I've wrestled with God. I've held on to Him and He's given me a new name. Right? This is our identity, people. And we've got to stretch ourselves and move into it. Amen? Amen? Let's bow our heads and let's begin to ask God to help us. Jesus.